0: Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Nathan Verkovsky, who is an athlete that's taken his wonderful experiences over the years and turned them into an online professional development site called the Essential Academy. Natan joins us today from Montreal Quebec and we of course are very much interested in hearing all about his wonderful success Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me Trisha. I appreciate it
0: You know, I have to tell you Natan if I've had one comment in social media since I posted your picture about our interview It has been what is with the sword? So we have to ask you what's with the sword in your picture? Ah,
1: I've been a lifelong martial artist, a good 30 plus years of my life have been invested into multiple martial arts, Hapkido, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, uh, Kurakai Kung Fu, Russian military Sistema, all the way to my recent love, Iaido, the Japanese art of drawing the sword. And that one goes back in the specific um, style that I'm with, Mokayobi Musu Shinden Ryu, goes back about 450, 500 years. And it comes from a style where everyone has so much discipline. Everyone has so much respect that if another army comes into your town to fight, they're going to be fighting tomorrow at 730, you know, as we both agreed upon. So tonight you're my guest and my host, even though we're fighting to the death tomorrow. Tonight, let's go into the tavern. Let's put you up. Let's drink. Let's be happy. Because that's the way we did it 500 years ago in Japan wow however most of you should be cool and you know you kneel down everybody's cool your sword's on your side you're having some sake you're having some tea but then there's that one guy who looks over at you reaches for his sword and you unhinge your sword you un it's like cocking your gun right there's no reason that that's a violent you know um <laughs> aggressive action yeah aggressive, yeah clearly like that's not a oh whoops so That is an entire martial art based on, hey, your army, my army, we're fighting in the battlefields. Here's how we fight. Multiple martial arts about how to do that. But then Iaido is the martial art built for, hey, this is the night before in the tavern. We're not supposed to be fighting. We're in weird close corners. I'm in a wall. There's no way to defend myself. So it's an odd martial art of when you're not supposed to be attacked and you were attacked. Here's how you defend yourself.
0: That's so really very interesting.
1: arts. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's very cool. You know, and I really love how as a professional athlete, so tell us a little bit about, now I, I'm obviously not that familiar with uh, martial arts, but I know that it takes a tremendous amount of uh, mind-body connection in order to be able to, you know, excel in something that is not only physical, but mentally challenging. So tell us how you sort of made that transition between the discipline that you learned through your sport and the professionalism of that and how you've translated it now into the Essential Academy where you're teaching people like me how to you know, try to help to harness some of that energy.
1: Very much so. When I came, I came as an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, so that was one of the big drivers to go into martial arts. I was never... A, you know, best dress list at school. I was always bullied. So, at around seven, eight years old, I started in martial arts. At around 15 years old, when you come from European parents, it's a given that, you know, if your mom's a concert penis, so are you going to be. Your dad's an Olympic gymnast, obviously you will as well. And I ran my mom's course. I was a concert pianist by the time I was 12 and won Kiwanis Music Festival and was, you know, doing crazy things and working at home and had my own little music school. But in my father's world, I left alone. And he is acknowledged in the world acrobatic society in 2016 in their gallery hall of legends as wow. a hall of fame inductee. So he's wow, big deal, has been a big deal. And normally you would at around five years old. I missed it. So at around 15, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. Let me try this. And using the mental discipline that I learned from the martial arts for the last five, six, seven years, I applied that to power tumbling and went from 15 to 16 years old from never heard of this to rank number one in Alberta. Wow. All, thank you. To our American friends, That's the same as going all state and ranked number one in the state in one year. And it was one of those final event moments, and this will date me a little bit, but if we have a minute, I'll tell you that backstory. story. I was ranked number two in the province, and we're going through and you're driving to all these different events, and there was one last event for the whole year. And if you place first in this it would tilt the tide and i would get ranked number one and i'm going there and i'm focusing on my dad who's coming and he's my coach and everything was going amazing and you go to warm up and the power tumbling is on this little bit of a track and it's off and there's a hardwood floor around you and you're going round off back handsprings flipping you're doing crazy things and stuff one of the cool life lessons that comes from it is half of a degree off in the beginning. 30, 40, 50 feet down the runway at about 20, 30, 40, 50 kilometers an hour. As you're flipping backwards, it's a really big deal. And you were really off track. You were really off course. So in warm-up, 20 minutes before the event, I was half a degree off. Call it nerves. Call it silliness. Call it being unused to the surrounding. And when I landed, I had one foot on the floor and one foot on the hardwood floor. The one on the hardwood floor snapped. So that ankle just rolled over and turned into a giant grapefruit. And that was it. And my dad brought me back into the dressing room and said, that's okay, there's no shame in being second. And you should be very proud of yourself and accomplishment. And I just looked at him like, because I saw Karate Kid, the first one. I was like, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, do the thing. You can do the thing, fix it. He's like, that's not a thing, son. I wish I could, man, I wish I could, that's not a thing. It doesn't work that way. He goes, I could tape it up, but, you know, we'd be, and I'm like, tape it. And he did. And he taped it like a grapefruit that was trying to be put into a grape
0: wow. container.
1: And I went and I ran and I did it. And I limped a little and I got a one-tenth deduction and I won.
0: And wow.
1: That kind of sacrifice that brought that about. Then a couple of years later, my dad gets recruited and headhunted by Cirque du Soleil, And we go from Calgary to Montreal. And in it, I'm an elite athlete, but very quickly put into place because those level of elite athletes are Olympic gold medal winning gymnasts, elite athletes, not, oh, good, you're provincially ranked. That's awesome. <laughs> so that puts you in a context where I'm like, well, you guys over here in China and you guys over here in Russia, you guys are drinking the night before. And it is a crazy event. And it's eight o'clock in the morning and nobody slept and everybody's drunk. And somehow at 830, you're both competing. Energetically, you're at a two out of 10. You need to get to an eight out of 10 real quick. Is there a technique? Is there a drill? Is there an exercise? Oh, yeah, do we do this. And I'm taking notes. And I'm working on it and putting that together. And that's what made the 23 mental, physical, and emotional drills that became the best-selling book, Personal Momentum, Secrets of Self-Transformation. So that was the context of where I lived and breathed and worked with these elite teams and elite athletes where I was able to present some of my mental training secrets and peak performance techniques to the highest level in Canada. We have national coaching certification program, the nice. NCCP at the highest levels, level four and five, it's theoretical. Ah. So if you're a coach that has at least two athletes on a national team, currently it's invitational only. You're allowed to come and listen to this. If you're lower than that level, you don't need to confuse yourself with this stuff. This is high level, 60,000 foot overview, experimental, cutting edge. We're pushing the envelope. Right. And I was somehow like a 26 year old kid presenting at that. And there's people that are more our age now going, who is this kid? He's not on a national team. He doesn't have a coaching thing. He's not got kids on his team. What the hell? And then they remember who my dad is. Right. Oh, that's why. And that's what gets you in the door. Right. But it's you who keeps you in the door and doesn't get you kicked out. Right. And so we were able to see some of the most incredible examples of mental, physical, and emotional drills in motion. And how it completely transformed people's energies and changed their activation level to bring them up, down, and neutralize as they needed. Right.
0: So So tell me. Here I am. I'm a business person and right. I know that if I harness my mental energy, I'm going to be more productive. Uh, you know, I can uh, move my business and or my personal life in a certain direction. Is there a little tidbit that you could give me as a business person that shared in your award winning book that you can say, OK, Trish, well, here's a little something that you can take away this afternoon and maybe try it over the weekend and see if it works. Is there something that I could do?
1: thousand percent so the fastest way that I've found when you want to get two days worth of work done in one which sounds impossible when you want to really really say okay what's the fastest biggest most amazing way to get more energy well stop wasting it that would be the easiest so and if how do st- I do that you specifically stop wasting emotional energy ah oh. You start taking a look and understanding that if you're mentally angst and you're going to take a look at this nagging thought that just keeps running through your brain over and over and over and over again, and if you think that there's some other thought that's so much more powerful that it's going to come in and beat it and fight it, in a martial art analogy, that would be karate. That's force on force. It's very difficult, and you better be very impressive. But if instead you look at it more like Aikido, where I take your force and go, here you go. And I help you off with that. You go do what you're going to go do over there. We don't take mental drills to fix a mental problem. When you're in a mental wreck, you do a physical drill. Get down and do 10 push-ups. I don't care if you can do them. The concept of making your mind stop the thinking and the stinking thinking and going around that rabbit hole, changing your activation level, going and doing something, whether you can do one push-up or not, doesn't matter. 40 push-ups or not, doesn't matter. Making yourself, forcing yourself because your mind is an incredible servant Mm -hmm. and a really crappy master. Don't give it that role. It doesn't do it well.
0: Well, that's really very interesting advice. Before we get to your three words of advice, I want to ask you another question, because you've mentioned that uh, not only do you have very incredibly talented parents with a mother who's a concert pianist and a father who's obviously an amazing not only athlete, but... They're wonderful role models and mentors, I'm sure. So as the child of those you know, folks who are so amazing and amazingly talented, what sort of technique or mentorship feeling or idea could you pass along to our listening and viewing audience? Because, I mean, growing up in that kind of a household must have been an amazing experience. So with parents who could be mentors, what would be one of the things that they shared with you that you can now pass along to your own friends and family and your own network?
1: Mm. Ironically, it wouldn't be a tip that's very personalized and would mostly be very beneficial only to me. It's Uh It's more of a strategy. Okay, And the strategy from them is to understand and take the time for reflection. One of the exercises, um, and and by the way, anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's interested, instead of having to go to Amazon and get the 220-page book and do a bunch of reading and stuff like that, if you want to skip all the cool stories after 24 years as a medical hypnotherapist and four and a half thousand people coming through my hands, you can skip the cool stories and just get the 30, 40-page PDF. It's got all the exercises, all the drills. I happily give that to all of you. as my gift. In that is where you would absolutely see ah. what we're looking at. Nuggets, yeah. Those are the nuggets. That's where you'd see it. One of those is a personal mastery exercise where I tell people, you want to take a glass of wine, sit back, give yourself time, close the door, let no one bother you. you know. And for the next hour, one of the exercises is list three differences of opinions that you have with your parents and the way that they raised you, lovingly, compared to the way that you're raising your children. And resoundingly, wow. had the answer come back, Natan, I can't do that with the glass, I need a bottle of wine. Yeah, <laughs> for, for, sure. for sure, So that's very it's reflective. It's more of a reflective exercise where yeah. you can go back and go, hey, based on your parenting, good, bad and different, there's lessons from there. They're right. much for more applicable sure. to you than any lessons that I could bring from mine yours.
0: Well, that's really, really very wonderful. Now, as, the, as a participant in the guest blog, one of the things that we do is we asked everyone to share three words of advice. And I know you've given us some wonderful things to think about. But I'd like to share your three words and ask you to sort of summarize um, your experience. You've said gratitude, progress, and happiness. So what does that mean to you and, and to the folks that you work with?
1: Mm, I use it as an interchangeable medium Okay. where if you wake up in the morning and your ultimate goal is to have happiness, the fastest, easiest possible way to do that is gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. Being awake and going, yes, I did it. I don't have a note from the big guy upstairs that guarantees me tomorrow. Maybe you do. I don't. Mm. So I act in accordance and appropriately with that. And it's a blessing that I'm here and I'm so thankful for it. And then I look at my beautiful wife. There's a a picture of us on our 25th wedding anniversary a couple years ago. So, And I've been happily looking at her face for the last 27 years and looking forward to the next 27 years. There's so many things to be blessed for. There's so many things to be thankful for. There's so much gratitude that literally gratitude equals happiness, like a mathematical equation. And if we're talking about abundance, mmm. Abundance equals gratitude. Yeah, because of that whole concept that I want to know what it is like. How do I feel abundant? Oh well, you start you start being appreciative of what you have. You start being grateful for what you have. My goodness, you'll start to feel abundant real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, thank you very much for sharing that and. On behalf of our viewing and listening audience, I think you've given us some really wonderful information to take away and think about. Um, As follow-up to your story, I'm going to connect the, uh, I'll provide a link so that folks can connect with you directly and get that wonderful 30-page sort of, uh, you know, uh, Reader's Digest versions, shall we say, of uh, some of the essential skills from your academy. And I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Natan.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Trish. I loved it.
0: To our viewing and listening audience, thank you very much for spending some time in this edition of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. And if you would like to share your story with us, please visit the website, shareyourstories.online. Thank you so much, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon.